Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome to the podcast. It's all about sales funnels and marketing automation. I'm your host, Barry Moore. This week, we're going to do something a little bit different, a little bit interesting. I've been getting a lot of beginners who don't know where to start. You know, marketing automation is a big, broad topic. They know they want to do it in their business, but they're just not sure what's the first step, what's the first couple of steps to get started. So what better way to learn that than to follow someone who's doing it themselves? So we're going to start a case study of a particular business owner who knows they want to do this, has never done it before, and just wants a little bit of hand-holding through the process. So this is going to be a case study. If you find yourself in that same situation or you know a fellow business owner who's in the same situation, what a great way to figure out how to put it to work into your business by following somebody through the steps who's also doing it. So in this episode, we've got Kate Richards from TrueEntrepreneur.com, and I just want to take my hat off to Kate for being brave enough to uh, step in front of the listening audience and just kind of admit that uh, she's a newbie in this field and kind of Uh, lay herself open a little bit, and we're all going to help her through it, and we're going to give her some advice and follow her progress step-by-step as she puts marketing automation to use into her new online business. She's an established business owner already, but she's moving to a kind of a new model online and wants to put marketing automation in place to the maximum effect in that new business. So let's start the case study. Let's get into this week's episode with Kate Richards. All right, I'd like to welcome to the show Kate Richards from TorontoPreneur.com. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Barry. It's great to be here. It's a beautiful morning here in Australia. I feel sorry for everybody who's just going into winter over there in the States. Absolutely. I live, um, the listeners may hear bird noises around me because I live beside a beach and a park and it's absolutely stunning at the moment. So I'm very glad, very grateful to be living in a place like this. I think we can just combine the the interview with some soothing kind of meditation bird noises. How's that? Kill two birds with one stone. They're cockatoos and they screech a lot. So I don't know how meditative they are, but um, I've got lots of different birds here. It's a fantastic place to live. Cool. Kate, you know, uh, we had a chat offline about about your business a little bit and in the fact that you're kind of a a pretty typical uh, customer avatar for me, which is someone who's uh, just set up their website or they're taking their business kind of in a new direction and want to implement some marketing automation. So uh, a lot of the things I get from people in our private Facebook group and invite emails are not really quite sure, uh, one, why they should be doing this, two, where to start, how it's going to help their business. So I thought rather than me just talking about it, we'd get you on to do a case study. We can follow your progress uh, as you implement all these strategies in your business. Does that sound good? Well, that's it's fantastic for me, Barry, because I'm getting advice from the best, aren't I? Uh, but uh, it's, it's, I'm in a really interesting position, I think, because I have a nine year old business that's very successful and it's very large. And obviously I've learned a huge amount about running a business and and a lot of, you know, lessons from that business. But that is a productized service business and it's a rare purchase and it's a corporate market and it's all inbound. So people approach us and we respond to inquiries. So now I have 
my second business, my baby business, True Entrepreneur, which is the completely different type of business model, which is more of an authority platform. So I have to move off to content marketing and really all this sort of outbound marketing, building my authority on social media, list building. And I have to spend, I guess, a lot more time promoting myself than what I've done before. So it's brilliant, but it's a bit daunting. And um, I'm realizing there's a lot of things I'm going to have to try and master in a short time. So I thought, well, I'll go to the people that I know do this best and I'll ask them some questions. Awesome. And I think it'll be a great exercise, uh, not only for you, but for for the listener as well. So perhaps we can talk a little bit about uh, the new business, trueentrepreneur.com, kind of who the customer avatar is for that business and what are your business goals with that? What are we trying to get those those avatars, those leads, those prospects, those customers, what are we trying to get them to do? Well, what a great question. So my my avatar is know-how entrepreneurs. So they're people that are building a business around themselves and their know-how. And they're taking that, packaging it in a certain way, presenting themselves perhaps in a certain way and taking that to the market. So they may end up with a membership program. They may end up with training courses. They may end up with live workshops. um, They may end up with information products. So there's a big range of products and business models that they will be creating, but they themselves are all, it's all about packaging your know-how and expertise. So people from consultants you know, right through to specialists in certain fields, et cetera. So that's my, um, they're my avatar. And what I do for them is I focus on clarity, strategy, and branding. So all the things that happen before you can really effectively market. So the things that you need to really have in place for your business to connect with its ideal customer. So that's that's my area of expertise. And I've got some great, great content. I've worked on my content for a couple of years on the side. So the signature content is all around clarity, you know, finding your sweet spot, defining, refining, and aligning your brand, um, and and all of those all of those kind of things. Um, but you know, it's a big train on a set of tracks, and it needs to start rolling. So I'm sort of at least twenty, <laughs> and we and um, yeah, it's all ahead of me. Great. Well, fair enough. That's a great analogy. We've got those tracks laid down. Uh, what's the destination we're heading? So what's that customer journey through your business? You know, so they've discovered you say by your content marketing, word of mouth, or, um, you know, social media, whatever they've hit trueentrepreneur.com. Um, what's their customer journey through the business from complete stranger to, you know, uh, repeat buyer? What are they, what are your offerings? What are you trying to get them to engage with on, on your business, in your business? Well, this is part of what I am still working on, Barry. I'm not, I think there's people at a few different levels in their business um, from people that are sort of still in the corporate world, maybe um, sort of high level corporate people who are thinking about becoming consultants all the way through to people who have established businesses in the market, but they maybe have some brand issues with the way that they've set their businesses up. So I've got, I think I've got quite I think that's going to emerge for me a lot. I'm I'm very big into insight. And one of the things I've done is created my content on a fairly broad base at the moment. So I can see what's going to resonate with people. But to answer your question, <laughs> um, at the moment, my opt-in is called the one page brand. And it's a it's under an hour and it's a product that can help people get their whole brand onto one page 
via thinking through 12 related segments. Um, So that's my current opt-in. And then from there, I have a course, which is, it's actually quite similar content, but it's expanded and it includes a lot more case studies, a lot more examples, and just really more time with the content and more support from me. So um, that's what I've got at the moment. And I'm also doing private consulting with people on brand issues and also clarity issues. So people that are stuck or lost or um, just feel like they're spinning their wheels. We've got an opt-in, a free opt-in, and uh, then the upsells or the upsell pass from there are paid course, which is an information product or um, one-on-one consulting with you. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's right. And then my other major content stream is my signature system, which is all coming in blog posts over the next few weeks. And that's called um, the, the Seven Clarities. So the Seven Clarities, as I put that together as a blog series, I think will probably become an ebook. Okay. So I've, I've got some. I've, I've got. I've got content, and I think I'm going to hit the market on a few different problem areas. So that's kind of where I'm up to. And are you planning on being the face of the brand? I mean, is this an authority brand for you or are you building True Entrepreneur as the brand and um, you just happen to be part of True Entrepreneur? I mean, is it a Kate Richards story or is it a, a brand, it, it, True it, Entrepreneur brand story? Well, that you know, that's actually an area of specialty for me, Barry, as you probably know. Um, so this is a bit of, I could have called this one katerichards.com if I'd chosen, because it will always probably be, I will probably be always very central to this brand. Um, whereas my other business is a built to sell business. So I have, um, I'm sort of arm's length from that one and there's very little relationship between me and that business. So again, it's me working into a different model. And this one is the authority platform model. And I believe with the authority platform, you are fairly you are fairly intrinsic to your brand. And in fact, one of my blog posts, which is already proving very popular, is called Should You Use Your Name as Your Brand? So I, I lay out for people the complete pros and cons of doing that. And I decided on True Entrepreneur because I wanted to focus on my people. Um, I wanted to focus outward rather than say how great I am. Um, I wanted them, I wanted my brand to resonate with, with people that sort of put their hand up and said, that's me. And that's the journey I'm on. And I guess with a view to in the future, you know, having the option to create a community. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, cool. So uh, I think we got enough to get started here, but rather than me kind of leading the discussion uh, throughout, I think it's probably better, um, you know, you've got a ton of questions in your head about this stuff. We had a little bit of a chat before we recorded, but um, your questions in your head are probably pretty typical of the questions that most people have in their head when they get started. So I'd rather just be lead the discussion as to what, what questions you need desperately answered about marketing automation, sales funnels, and then I'll do my best to answer. So it's almost like you're interviewing me. How's that? Sounds good. Uh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, so Martha Business, Team Bonding, it's called. Um, I have MailChimp newsletter that goes out and we only contact our people about every six weeks because as I said, that's a rare purchase. Um, it's And we we don't really have sort of complementary products to go back to them with. So that's been so dead simple for me. I've really liked MailChimp from the time I've had it. I've never had a problem with it. The deliverability is fantastic. Um, I find it pretty easy to create the um, template and just copy that across from month to month. And my VA does all that, actually. I shouldn't say I do it. Um, I think she finds it pretty easy. Um, So coming into this new business, I've built the website on the WordPress platform with the Divi Builder. Um, Now, part of Elegant Themes is Bloom. 
and uh, made some really pretty opt-ins. And originally I was going to go with Agile CRM because I thought that that combined the CRM with the automation and it looked quite good. I quickly discovered with a few emails back and forwards with them that they don't have any integrations to the plugins that create the forms. So I had to rule them out. So I've come back to active campaign on your recommendation, Barry, rather than me keep keep telling you what's been going on. Um, just firstly say, why wouldn't I just use MailChimp again, given uh, that it integrates, it integrates with everybody, um, you know, et cetera? Yeah, well, you absolutely could. You know, if, if, if that works for you and you're getting good results and you don't have any ambitions past what MailChimp can do, then there's essentially no reason to, to move off of it. But I would ask you a couple of questions. One is, um, I don't know if you have this information to hand, but do you have any idea what kind of open rates, engagement rates you get with those um, MailChimp emails? Um, it's a 30 to 40. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, and I don't send to, I don't send too many because it would be a list that would be very easy to burn out. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm 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 pretty respectful of them. I don't I don't send them very much, and I make I make the email really very entertaining. So, <laughs> um, um, the other question I was going to ask you is, okay, at what point? Just say I stuck with Mailchimp for now while I'm still putting other pieces together. At what point am I going to hit a snag? At what point is there going to be things that I can't do? Well, well, think about it this way. Um, there are a great, great, great many things that those marketing automation platforms like Agile and Active Campaign, and uh, there's a good one now, ConvertKit is pretty good. Um, those marketing automation platforms can do a lot more for you and, uh, around what's called behavioral targeting, uh, which means that you can customize your outbound messaging based on the behavior of the, the particular person we're talking about. So, But if we want to roll it back even, even further to that, just the strategy here between your your older business and the new one is going to be different because the new one is, as you said, is is more of a personality brand. It's more of a Kate Richards brand. Uh, you you're visible more in the brand and in the marketing. So people are going to have to know to, to know, like, and trust Kate. So that's there's going to be need to be a greater ongoing discussion than once every six weeks, right? If you think yeah, of, oh, no, absolutely, I yeah. understand that. Yeah, totally. So if you think about your friends, you know, the friends that you talk to, if you only talk to somebody once every six weeks <laughs> as opposed to once a week or, or something, um, there's a great difference in level of familiarity there. So um, now if you're going to be sending more emails and more frequent emails, they're going to need to be more relevant, right? So um, if you just blast the same message out to everybody, you're going to exactly do it, exactly what you said. You're going to burn your list, right? So if I'm getting a bunch of messages from you and they're not particularly relevant to what I'm interested in, I'm not... I'm probably going to unsubscribe. But if I'm getting stuff from you, that's exactly what I want to know about. Um, so say I'm really interested in the clarity part of your business. You said you kind of had three pillars, clarity, strategy, branding. If I'm really interested in the clarity part or I'm really interested in the strategy part and you start sending me more information that's steered toward clarity, that's going to be exactly what I want to hear about, right? Yeah. And I don't want to hear about the other yeah. things exactly right now. So with MailChimp, Aweber, those kind of more uh, basic platforms, you can't do that behavioral targeting and, and find out what someone's interested in and then customize the outbound messaging um, specifically to that person. So the marketing automation platforms allow you to have as close as possible to a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone as opposed to a one-to-many type conversation, which is what you get from a broadcast email. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm, and, and I think that's um, because as I mentioned before, I've got potentially a couple of levels of business owners interacting with me and I've got a bit of a matrix. I think I've got potentially people interested in different topics. I think it's going to be that 
you know, understanding that and getting insights about that and and doing it quite quickly, I think is going to be really help me guide my content that gets added and all of that kind of stuff. So I, I think that is something that is a big opportunity. And even those people who kind of fall into the same tier of customer might not necessarily be at the same part of their customer journey, right? Someone who's just heard about you and maybe received one or two emails and read one or two blog posts is in a very different part of the life cycle than to someone who's known you for two years, right? Even though they're interested in the same type of product. So they're further in their customer journey and they want slightly different information than those people who are brand spanking new. So not only are there different avatars that you want to talk to differently, but there's also a different life cycle per avatar as well. So as you said, it almost becomes a matrix as to, you know, if you draw a grid with nine squares in it, you know, and horizontally, we've got three different avatars. And then vertically, we've got, you know, new, medium and and repeat customer. Um, So you want kind of different messaging in each one of those boxes. Yes, but not to complicate things, Barry. (laughs) (laughs) But But the good thing is once it's set up, um, That's always, right. I added, just I'm just teased, but I certainly have to start somewhere, don't I? I have to, I guess, start with you know one set of people coming in and um, get that right, and then understand whether that has worked for me, and then try and say why has that worked for me, and then how how I then roll that onto some other people. Well, that's the good thing about with some of the simpler marketing automation platforms or the more intuitive ones, um, you can move from, say, uh, you know, MailChimp to Active Campaign. You don't have to get super crazy compact straight away. You can just go, right, I'm going to use Active Campaign for exactly the same thing I was using MailChimp for. I'm just going to send out broadcasts once a week or once every four weeks or whatever. You can do exactly the same chores, right, until you're comfortable with the tool so that you don't, right. you don't get overwhelmed straight away and you, and you get some time under your belt to feel comfortable with the tool, then you can take the next step, which might be another level of, of customization from there. So these people get this broadcast, whereas these people get this broadcast over here. And then you can start building in you know, behavioral targeting and uh, your, your site integration and all that other kind of stuff. So some of the other things that those platforms can do that MailChimp, Aweber can't, you know, as you put a tracking script on your website so that once someone's opted into your list, it keeps track of every website, every, sorry, every web page that they visited on your site. And now you can start customizing messages based on what page that they've been hitting. So if they, if they go to your product page for consulting like three times, say, um, clearly they been having some sort of interest in it, they wouldn't go back three times. So you can actually set up an automation that says, hey, uh, you know, I noticed you were interested in our consulting services. you have any questions, pick up the phone, give me a ring. Or you can have the system send yourself an email that says, hey, Barry's just hit the consulting page for the third time. And that might be a trigger for you to call me, reach out proactively and call me or send me a personalized email or whatever. Because there's obviously something that's I'm interested in, but not quite getting over the line because I haven't bought yet. Um, So it gives you an opportunity to identify those people and then reach out to them personally. Yeah, what is it that is sort of going around at the moment that there needs to be seven contacts before there's a purchase? Is that uh, where is that come from, or is that just been spreading around and with no no, no it back, actually comes no backstory at all? Uh, well, you know that sixty eight percent of all statistics are made up on the spot, right? So um, <laughs> that's right. Uh, that one comes. I think the the genesis of that one is from a study I have actually read, which is called uh, Google Zero Moment of Truth. So uh, it's a study about more about around e commerce, but how many touch points a customer needs before they're ready to buy a product, right? So what is that tipping point, that zero moment of truth that pushes them over the edge from just looking to, in this case, booking your consulting services, right? And and that and in the study, I believe it was seven touch points, but that um, that's an old study. That was like 2012 or 2013. Um, 
now it's probably more up around 10, 12, 18 touch points before um, someone's, and that doesn't necessarily have to be with you on your website, right? So that might be like, if we're talking about running shoes, for example, maybe they see a commercial about running shoes, then they see someone running past wearing them. And then they talk to their friend who just bought a pair. Then they go and do a bit of research and look at a review on this side. And then they uh, read a review over here. Then they see a video on, on YouTube. Okay. I'm ready to buy. Right. And they've, or they compare you. So um, those touch points aren't necessarily all online touch points, but they've been exposed to the product or the service a number of times before they buy. And that number keeps going up because there's more and more noise now, right? Um, more, yeah, that's more, right. more tweets and Facebook posts and paid ads and all that kind of stuff. So those numbers keep going up. Yes. Um, so one thing I was going to, well, actually there's two things I want to ask you about, Barry. So the first is these, um, the, the forms into the list. And then the second is this idea of tagging, which I'm very interested in. And I don't know a huge amount about, I, I do understand tagging because I have tags in my, um, CRM for my other business. So I understand that you sort of, you tag people where they heard about you and then what they asked about and things like that. So I kind of get that side of it. But I think what you've been talking to me about these different um, behavioral things that will require me to understand those and create a tag for them. Is that correct? Yeah. So you can do that. So I I think maybe we take one step back here. We've kind of gone from step one to step three. Uh, that middle ah. step we kind of skipped there is all right. So you've made that decision to move from, say, Mailchimp to Active Campaign, for example. And you, you know, what do I need to do first? And, and I think the first thing you need to do is plan a little bit before before we start. Right. right. So before we turn the key and step on the gas, let's do a little bit of planning. Um, one thing we need to do is is flush the AWeber and Mailchimp. Uh, mindset and paradigm of multiple lists, right? So if anyone who's been using AWeber or MailChimp for any a number of uh, any length of time will know you're kind of limited to putting people onto a list. And if they bought this product, then we need to move them off list A and put them on list B. But if they downloaded this other lead magnet over here, then we need to put them on list three. And then we need to move them over to list four. And people end up on like seven different lists and you're, it just becomes a dog's breakfast really, really quickly, right? So, um, and people bring that multiple list paradigm into the marketing automation platforms that they're using where it doesn't really apply anymore. So you want to only have maybe one list, uh, possibly two I normally suggest two lists. One is your main list that everyone's on, regardless of whether they bought, what stage in the buying cycle they're at. The second one is customers, so people who've actually shelled out some money to buy one of your products. Um, and the the only reason for that is so that all you, and and those customers are on both lists, so they're on yeah. the main list as well, the customer list. Um, the only reason for that is you send all your marketing material from your main list, you know, all your weekly updates, monthly newsletters, specials, all that kind of stuff goes out for you. All your marketing material goes out from your main list. <laughs> if one of your customers decides they don't want that marketing material anymore because they've kind of outgrown it or whatever, um, and they unsubscribe, well, then you wouldn't be able to talk to them anymore. If you have them on a separate customer list, they've unsubscribed from your main list. They're still on your customer list. You can use that list for non-marketing related uh, communications. Like here's a, a product update. You know, we've just added this extra module to the course, please go have a look, or here's your in, your tax end of your tax invoice or, or whatever. So you can, can still continue to mail them because they're on a different list, which is non-marketing related. So um, we uh, that's the kind of list strategy I, I say will fit for most people. And then, so the next question becomes always, if everyone's going on to that main list, how do we segment them to make sure that they're only receiving the stuff they're interested in? And you do that with tags. So the tags can be any number of things. It's really the push button system 
that makes everything work inside the automation platform. So if someone gets this tag, we want to fire this automation. If we remove this tag, then we remove them from that automation or, um, you know, we move them from a, a lead to a customer by giving them a different tag, right? So you need to plan out what kind of tagging structure you're going to use, what kind of tagging naming structure you're going to use. Um, and anyone who's been listening to the program for a while probably knows that I've got a, a free PDF guide that tells you exactly how to do that. So it's the, called the Ninja Guide to Tagging. If you go into the Which website, I've actually read, Barry. Thank you. It was very good. <laughs> it was excellent. If you go on no, the I, website, you'll be assaulted with opt-in opportunities. So just head over to theactivemarketer.com and grab that tagging guide. So I would say sit down and get a little Excel spreadsheet going and plan out what tags you're going to use um, before we start uh, implementing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And so one, yeah. Um, so one is the, I guess the, the source or maybe where they came to first or all of that kind of stuff. So now I kind of get that side of things. What hasn't worked for me and I have already fallen into the trap of creating three lists. So I need to fix that. <laughs> um, what hasn't worked for me so far is the integration with the opt-in forms on my website. So you've recommended for me Thrive um, Thrive Leads, was that the name of it? That's right. So there's kind of two two elements in play there that uh, you're talking about. One is whether it's a single or double opt-in, um, which I kind of, kind of talked about. Um, and there's pros and cons to both of those. But when someone opts in, they're going to get redirected to a URL regardless. And so um, normally, uh, if you're doing a double opt-in, that might be a redirect to a page that says, hey, we just sent you an email. So jump over to your email, look for one with this subject line from this from from Barrymore, um, click the link and you'll be you're good to go. So okay, I haven't. So I understand, I understand the form part yeah. of it, but but the I guess it's the connection between the form going to the list and adding the tags. Yeah. Okay. Is that's the little missing piece that I'm struggling with a little bit? Yeah. So there's there's a really important point we shouldn't gloss over. There is so you know you you can use forms from Active Campaign, but almost nobody does because they're pretty naff looking and they're not very pretty. Um, Active Campaign knows that they're working on a new form builder, but nobody really uses their forms for opt-ins very much. So you need to go with some other sort of opt-in form um, plug-in or add-on or something. So uh, let's just talk about some options there. So uh, you mentioned Bloom is one of those. Um, there's tons of them out there. There's like you know Opt-in Monster, Lead Pages, Thrive Lead, ClickFunnels, Instapage, um, Ninja Opt-in, yada yada yada. So there's no shortage of uh, opt-in add-ons that you can get to make the process prettier. Um, what you need to be aware of when you're evaluating those is how they integrate with Active Campaign. So yeah, yeah. some of the products who aren't so familiar with how Active Campaign works only allow you to specify a list, right? So when somebody puts yeah. their email address That's in, it says, all right, uh, hook this to Active Campaign. Okay, we've hooked it to Active Campaign. Which list do you want me to dump these people onto, right? So that's yeah, a, so there was no option to tag. Yes. That's what I know. Yeah. So that's a paradigm that's left over from the MailChimp Aweber days. And they that particular plugin maker just hasn't done their homework with how people actually use Active Campaign, right? So the other some of the other providers, so there's a number of way, different ways providers do it. One is they they only let you specify a list. Um, some will let you specify a form. So for example, lead pages, for example, when you do the API integration with lead pages, it says, right, I want to hook the active campaign. I want to take this subscriber's email address and I want to use this active campaign form. So, so what you have to do in that case is you, you build a form inside active campaign that kind of acts as the socket. 
and then you build a form in lead pages that acts as the plug and then the lead pages lead pages form plugs into the active campaign form like a plug in a socket and it just passes the information to the appropriate um active campaign form. So in active campaign, you could have your main list, as we talked about, your main list could have 20 different opt-in forms based on which lead magnet or which product we're talking about. So, you know, if someone submits form one, we do this. If someone submits form two, we do that. If someone submits form three, we do that. So that's a much better option because you can then build, at least build an, an automation based on which form gets submitted. So if form A gets submitted, run automation A. If form B gets submitted, run automation B. Um, so you can tag within the automation. Some of the other providers will allow you to pass a tag during the opt-in as well. So Thrive Leads does that. Opt-in Monster does that. I think Optimize Press does that as well, where you can you can say, right, I want this new lead to go to Active Campaign onto this list with this tag. And then you can have the automations fire based on the well, addition. That sounds that sounds yeah, that's like the, the cleanest and, way to and do actually, it. Actually, easy to me, it's not just easy, Barry. It's It's the less likelihood of making a mistake. You know, yeah, it's cleaner and more logical. Needs to be clean so that you know you'll notice if you've stuffed something up or you know copied and pasted the wrong thing or you know. So I think that sounds good. The less places to look if you find something wrong. Yeah. So in your example, to be more concrete, right? So you would have your main list. Um, yeah. So when somebody joins your uh, your opt-in, your one-page brand opt-in, you might have, so uh, I know I've suggested Thrive Leads and because I know Shane Malak, he's been a guest on uh, the podcast as well. And now I know he uses Active Campaign himself in his marketing. So he builds the Thrive Lead plugin. So you're going to know that that Thrive Lead plugin is going to be the best optimized for Active Campaign because he's those are the tools he's using himself, right? So So you would so someone say someone opts in for your one page brand, we're going to put them onto the main list with a tag like LM colon uh, one page brand. So lead magnet one page brand. So we know that that customer who's on our list has downloaded that lead magnet. And then we might have, a, we'll have an automation in the background ready, ready to go that follows them up with a series of emails about personal branding, et cetera. And that automation will fire based on the time anybody gets a contact, any contact gets the tag added to them, then that automation will fire. Right, based on the the addition of the tag lead magnet colon one page brand. So when they get the tag, the automation fires. Does that make sense? Excellent. I think I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it. And I, I, it's already um, raised. I think maybe what we might come back and talk about in a few weeks' time, Barry, if you will have me, is this idea of how I plan my automations. You know, yeah. like how I sort of choose which content to send when, etc. Um, that would be. Obviously, I think that's going to be the next help I'm going to need, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. So let's future pace this a little bit. So what would that look like? So you've got your homework now to run away and uh, work out the the integration between Thrive Leads and Active Campaign. Work out your tagging structure so that we're tagging people appropriately as they come in. And we'll work out one automation, which basically processes those new people who have opted in for your free one-page brand opt-in. So. Yep. The question becomes then, well, how, what do we do with those people, right? So they, what's the next logical sequence? They've, they've downloaded that one-page brand opt-in. Um, now we need to follow them up with maybe a series of emails that explains more about the one-page brand thing, and then maybe potentially upsells them onto that course. Yes. So um, you might even give them two tags there. One, you might give them the lead magnet tag. So they, 
signifying they've downloaded the lead magnet tag. And then you also might give them a tag that says uh, lead colon branding course so that we know they're a lead now for that course. Uh, and then once they buy that course, then we're going to remove the lead tag and give them a customer tag that they've actually purchased the course so that we know where they are in the life cycle the whole time. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So that's probably a good place to to pause and, uh, and run away and do some homework. So um, we need to come up with a tagging structure for you. We need to uh, get the integration sorted out and we need to get that first automation that follows up someone who's downloaded the lead magnet. And then we can come back and revisit how we upsell them to potentially onto the course. Does that sound good? That sounds really good. And I'm, um, I've got my list for tomorrow. I'm going to tackle this uh, Thrive Leads and I'm going to... Um, figure out the tags and uh, I might have to put my list back to one list with the different tags. So if you want to head over to the show notes um, and you just go to the activemarketer.com forward slash case study, um, we will have uh, all the links to those things and some links to some Thrive Leads tutorials as well. Thank you. Cool. And we'll check back with you at some point in the future and we'll continue building out. So if any of the, any of the listeners at home are in the same kind of shoes you're in now, they can follow along and do exactly what, what we do in their business. Well, I hope I hope it helps now. That's that's what I'm here for, Barry. I want to help people out. I want to make things easier for people. So as do you, I know. So thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time this morning. Well, thanks for coming on, Kate. It's going to be great to follow this uh, through the progress as it goes on. That'll be great. All right. I'd like to thank Kate for coming on the show and putting herself out there. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in and uh, joining us today. We're doing this whole podcast just for you. So if there's any topics you'd like to see, by all means, shoot me an email at Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at theactivemarketer.com, and we'll work it into the show schedule. In the meantime, if you want to find out any of the links, any of the things we talked about, you can head over to the show notes at theactivemarketer.com forward slash case study, all one word. And if you'd like to get the tagging guide we spoke about in the episode, that really is kind of your first step to getting started is to make sure you're segmenting your audience and you're doing that with tags. So make sure that you plan your tags out, have them ready to go before those email addresses start flowing in. You can find that free tagging guide called the Ninja Guide to Tagging over at theactivemarketer.com forward slash tagging guide. Again, all one word. Or you can just head over to the website and you'll be bombarded with uh, chances to opt in and download that free guide. So we'll check in on Kate uh, in future episodes and see how she's going. Give her a little bit more advice about what techniques and tactics she can put into use in her business. So we'll see you next week. In the meantime, get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.